0: Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by WebEx, by Cisco. I'm Rebecca Ibarra.
1: And I'm Dave Smith, bringing you real-time news, fresh like live radio, but on demand like podcasts.
0: Here's the latest.
1: President Biden has a warning for American business leaders. Prepare for Russian cyber attacks. The White House says it has evolving intelligence that Putin may be planning online assaults against American companies and critical infrastructure in retaliation for Western sanctions. Biden spoke at the quarterly business roundtable.
0: The magnitude of Russia's cyber capacity is fairly consequential and it's coming. A Russian court has found Facebook's parent company, Meta, guilty of so-called extremist activity. The ruling won't change much since Putin has already banned Facebook and Instagram. And curiously, the ruling did not affect WhatsApp, which is also owned by Meta. Meta now joins other groups labeled extremist by Moscow, including the Taliban, jailed Putin critic Alexei Navalny's political organization, and the Jehovah's Witnesses. As Russian
1: outrages go at the moment, prank phone calls are low on the list, but the BBC reports several UK cabinet members have received hoax calls about the war in Ukraine, which the government blames on Moscow. For instance, Defense Secretary Ben Wallace spoke for 10 minutes with someone claiming to be the prime minister of Ukraine. Yikes. Aside from embarrassment, the worry is that doctored recordings of the calls could be used in Russian war propaganda.
0: Alexei Navalny, the Russian opposition leader and Kremlin critic, has been found guilty of fraud. He now faces 13 years in prison, possibly forcing Putin's most vocal critic to spend the next decade behind bars. Navalny is already serving two and a half years in prison on what he says are fabricated charges. He was also poisoned and nearly died in 2020, almost certainly on Putin's orders.
1: Facial recognition is being used by both Russia and Ukraine in connection with the war, but in very different ways. In Russia, authorities are using facial AI to identify and hunt down anti-war protesters, according to human rights groups. In Ukraine, Reuters reports it's being used to spot Russian infiltrators at checkpoints and to identify the growing number of dead Ukrainians and, when possible, to reunite families. We're updating those headlines as news happens until 1 p.m. Eastern, so keep checking in.
0: Also coming up, the Theranos saga continues. This time, Sonny Balwani. He's the former lover of now disgraced Elizabeth Holmes, and he's standing trial.
1: WebEx is driving hybrid work by ensuring almost anyone, almost anywhere can be seen, heard, and have the ability to contribute equally. Learn more at WebEx.com slash hybridwork. Supreme Court nominee Katanji Brown-Jackson will take questions from senators for the first time when her confirmation hearing resumes this morning. Yesterday, she listened to several hours of opening statements from senators on the first of four days of Judiciary Committee hearings on her nomination. Democrats are looking to fast track the 51-year-old federal judge who could become the first black woman to sit on the Supreme Court.
0: Mark Meadows, former Trump White House chief of staff, allegedly pushed Trump supporters to protest at the Capitol on January 6th. That's according to Rolling Stone, which spoke to a witness who overheard Meadows on a phone call with a campaign staffer planning the riot. Also on the insurrection, a judge has made the Justice Department finally disclose the whereabouts of Vice President Pence during the riots. He was hiding in an underground loading dock in the Capitol Visitor Center for four to five hours.
1: You probably missed that yesterday was National Single Parent Day. Match.com didn't. It announced the launch of a new dating app called Stir, geared exclusively for America's 20 million single moms and dads. Match says parents have a tougher time on platforms like Tinder and Hinge, where kids could be a deal-breaker. Stir puts parenting right up front. It'll even allow would-be couples to compare schedules.
0: Southern California grocery store workers are voting to authorize a strike as contract negotiations have stalled. After serving as essential frontline workers during the pandemic, about 47,000 employees want a $5 an hour raise. Union official Todd Walters spoke with San Diego's ABC10.
2: When COVID hit, nobody knew what was going to happen. Nobody knew how this was going to work. And when everybody else got to work from home, Not grocery workers.
0: Instead, the union says companies are offering just 60 cents. A work stoppage could impact 500 Ralphs, Vons and Albertson stores across the region.
1: Are we still feeling pumped about the idea of not changing the clocks twice a year? Well, fans of permanent daylight saving time might want to take a breath. A bill to make the change managed to sneak through the Senate on a voice vote. But the House, they're on the fence. Representative Pramila Jayapal is just one lawmaker worried about 9 a.m. winter sunrises in places like Washington state. There's currently no timeline for the House to consider the bill and no word on whether Biden would sign it.
0: Opening statements are starting this week in the criminal fraud trial of Ramesh Sunny Balwani. For those who haven't been watching the dropout on Hulu, Balwani is the former chief operating officer of Theranos and the former lover of Theranos founder Elizabeth Holmes, who was found guilty on several counts of fraud earlier this year and is awaiting sentencing. Adam Lushinsky is a contributor for Insider, and he's here to chat. Adam, you've been following Balwani. Uh, Jury selection ended last week. Can you paint a picture of what you've seen for our listeners?
2: What has stood out so far is how much less attention there's been on Sonny Balwani than there was on Elizabeth Holmes. And, of course, that's not surprising. That's like saying that there's less attention for a, uh, you know, a very good AAA ball club as compared to what there would be for the World Series. She Hmm. was the World Series.
0: What hurdles does Balwani face in his trial that Holmes didn't?
2: this may not seem legal but it's highly relevant he just is a less sympathetic character hmm. than she was you know she was a woman a woman with a young child with a baby uh, when she was sitting in the courtroom and she is someone who is famous and and has a very um, optimistic demeanor about her and had a very um, lovely story to tell about trying to change the world he has Almost none of that. He's an older man. He's been cast in the public as having been someone who who dominated a a defenseless younger woman, whether or not that's true. He doesn't have those same sympathies going into the trial.
0: You even write that he scowls a lot. (laughs)
2: <laughs> you know in january uh because of covid reasons there was a zoom call and so it was a bit jarring for me to actually see Sonny balwani and he he sort of stared straight forward into the camera with a with a with a sort of deadpan scowl on his face the whole time i did notice uh, a video making the rounds of of him and his lawyer walking out of court uh last week Sonny was smiling broadly this was after my article not that i'm claiming uh, any uh <laughs> any ownership of his smile. (laughs)
0: Come to Adam Lushinsky for your media rehabilitation. Um, Mm. So for listeners who might not know, uh, Balwani was a millionaire. He basically had enough money to retire in his late 30s before meeting Holmes in 2002. He was 37. She was 18. In the Elizabeth Holmes trial, they painted Balwani as controlling and abusive, both in their personal life and in their business life. Her defense painted her, meanwhile, as the sort of ingenue. So how will Balwani's defense portray him, you think?
2: Well, uh, just as her lawyers tried to shift blame onto him, his lawyers will attempt to shift blame onto her. And they have a a reasonably defensible position there because one of the consistent themes in Elizabeth Holmes's trial, and she said this herself, is that she was in charge. She was the founder. She was the CEO she was the decision maker. And I'm sure they will make that point every single chance they get, that she was, that he was there to help her. He was there to give her advice. But any crimes that were committed were hers, not his.
0: So how do you think all of this will play out or could play out for Sunny Balwani?
2: I think he's in a really bad position, in particular because some of the most damning evidence and the most damaging witnesses at Elizabeth Holmes's trial will apply even more strongly in his trial. I think that's very, that should be very concerning for him. I should add the other side of the coin is that the, this is a new jury and they will be hearing the evidence with their own ears and seeing things with their own eyes for the first time. They are not
1: the last jury.
0: Adam Lashinsky is a contributor at Insider. Adam, thanks for chatting. It's my pleasure.
1: Be sure to follow The Refresh from Insider on your favorite podcast apps, or better yet, go to insider.com slash the refresh to use our custom designed player. We also want to hear from you. Reach us at therefresh at insider.com. I'm Dave Smith.
0: And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. Thanks for listening to The Refresh from Insider.